Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 210 US lawmakers blast South Africa's defamatory genocide charge against Israel. An incredibly strongly worded letter. Now it might be that this, uh, these types of things happen all the time and I'm just not aware of it. Uh, this involves Israel and it involves South Africa so maybe that's why um, I'm seeing it. But to me, it did strike me as being uh, un- unusual. John Day is a founder and owner of the law offices of John Day. John, a very good morning. How are you? I'm well. Good morning. Good to be with you, as always. It's, uh, it's, uh, it, is this type of thing common, this, this, le- this letter that was written by, uh, by these lawmakers? Not, not common, really. I mean, and this is a bipartisan. In other words, both members of both parties here signed this letter. And it's an incredibly strongly worded mm. letter, but it's also addressing, uh, you know, a very unusual and troubling situation to, uh, to these lawmakers. I mean, and so I think it's a pretty strong response. They say South Africa makes grossly unfounded and defamatory charges against Israel on the world stage, abusing the judicial process in order to delegitimize the democratic state of Israel. There's there's an incredible amount of, uh, you know, just in that sentence alone, it's very, very loaded. The abuse, the allegations of the abuse of the judicial system is is also something that is is fascinating. I thought maybe that's even a message to the court itself. Right. I think I think you're right about that, and I think the implications uh, not only for the matter before this court, but also stretching back to U.S. policy and what's going on internally here. With um, this, there's obviously very strong support mm-hmm. for Israel, always has been, and there, and that continues to be. But at the same time, there's a very strong pro-Palestinian movement taking place and it's affecting the democratic party but i think what you're seeing with this letter is it's sort of it's reassurance that that old the 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 very strong support for israel is not crumbling at least within the within the congress and there is concern about what sort of an order what sort of a preliminary injunction could come down from the court at a very difficult time here in the u.s obviously Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. as in in Israel. Yeah, because it does draw the U.S. into it because uh, the United States made it very, very clear how how supportive they are of Israel uh, from day one. So a, uh, a ruling, a potential ruling against South Africa is an indictment on the U.S. as well, isn't it, to some extent? Yeah, and I mean, what would come down at this point, of course, this case could take years mm-hmm. in the court, but there could be this immediate, uh, basically, injunction, injunctive order uh, that would, you know, now of course Israel could certainly ignore it, but it's going to implicate its relations with other countries, and I think there would certainly be some um, blowback in the U.S. if something like that happened. But I, I don't think it's going to affect the strength of the support in the U.S. Congress 
for Israel, but it would affect the public opinion, what's going on in the streets and college campuses, I think. Mm. I would, in fact, even argue that it, it may shore up greater support for Israel, because if this is perceived, if the ruling is against Israel and it's perceived to be uh, politically motivated, then Israel becomes, to some extent, a little bit of the victim again. And the minute Israel is a victim, the, the support grows uh, exponentially. Uh, it, it's, it's my own uh, sort of thought on it, but uh, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And in fact, I think it'll go the other way. Uh, if not, so if, 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 if the, the ruling doesn't go against, uh, against Israel, I can tell you that the, the, the Twitter streets of South Africa are going to be saying, yes, it's American political influence. Well, you know, they've bought the court, etc. That, that, that's, that's how it's going to look. Yeah, I think um, I think that's certainly a, a potential danger. But at the same time, the more I think the here in the states, there hasn't been as much attention paid to what's going on. But I but I think this letter, the two hundred ten mm. plus lawmakers, both parties, is a good step toward at least bringing some transparency to what's going on, so everybody gets a sense of what you know what the motivations are, what the agendas are, and what's really taking place because if there is an order that goes against Israel um, I think there will certainly be a, a response here that's going to make it more difficult for for example for the for Biden who's strong mm. support of Israel is under attack from his own party yeah did you watch the did you did you follow the proceedings of the case at all I've been reading yeah I've been reading about it been reading up on it um, I mean it's it's a it's a unique situation and mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, as I said, the implications not only uh, regionally uh, for Israel, but also here in the States are they're pretty far reaching. So I, I think a, uh, there are a lot of us who are actually watching, kind of watch very carefully to see what's coming down immediately. And, and, and of course, the, uh, the issue that they referred to about the abuse of the, uh, the judicial process is an important one, too, because any conflict uh, anywhere in the world uh, could, could be utilizing the court for things that perhaps they shouldn't be. That's exactly right. It could it could fracture the court into doing things that are so small scale and so politicized, and it would certainly uh, reduce its effectiveness. But again, you know, looking just at the very heart of this issue, the court has no jurisdiction over Hamas. I mean, it has no ability to <laughs> well, this is control going on, and so. Yeah. So it would be a one-sided situation. I well, mean, this is what I'm finding odd. On Monday evening, Hamas rejected an offer for a ceasefire for two months in exchange for the hostages. So a two-month pause in the fighting was offered to Hamas uh, in exchange for the release of the hostages. Hamas rejects it. Effectively, the court could say to Israel, please stop fighting for two months whilst we negotiate this. But they can't tell Hamas that they need to release the hostages because they don't have jurisdiction over Hamas. That's exactly right. And as a look, as a lawyer, that the absurdity of this is uh, strikes me very deeply, because how do you have authority over just one side to a dispute? I mean, what what is that? Just it just establishes how. Uh, ineffective this this whole situation is when they have no ability to tell Hamas what to do. So 
it, it, that just kind of I mean how, how introspective uh, you know and I don't know if you've had any experience with the International Court of Justice I don't know it, 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 many people who have but you know is, is the court able to be introspective in this way well, you know, it's the purpose is. I think there should be some. There could be some fallout from this into the other court, the other international court that deals with individual situations rather than the state situations like this one does. But I mean, again, it, the, the danger here is that by falling into this trap, that the court seriously diminishes its its effectiveness, and if it becomes a you know a, a tool of different parties and different agendas and very sort of. Um, low level or disputes that, that really don't rise to the level of where they should be, I think that there's a danger of diminishing its effectiveness and its um, integrity. Mm, mm. Uh, finally, the, this, this release of this, uh, this letter, obviously two days before the, the, um, the court is convening to, to issue it, the first part of its, uh, the, the finding, do you think there is a possibility that that was designed to send a message, a clear message to the court? I think I think the, the signatories, the signers of the letter certainly are hoping that that has an effect, but I also think it's it's the strongest statement coming out of the U.S. Uh, immediately before this proceeding. So, I mean, we haven't seen anything else coming out of the government. Mm. It's a little bit surprising to me, but, but the fact is, is that this was a Again, a bipartisan members of both parties. There was no. Mm. It, it was very strong, and it was a very it was very strong support. And um, and I think the people who put this together really are. There's a House task, a House of Representatives task force on anti-Semitism, and these are the people who are uh, pushing this, and they've been very effective so far. Very, very interesting, indeed, John Day. Thank you, as always. Great speaking to you.